Hello, my friends. Happy Thursday. Uh, season three has been amazing, is amazing, will be amazing. I know we're only one, two episodes in. Also, quick side note. If you guys have not heard my first episode of season three, I need y'all to check that out right now. Before we even continue on and I blab on and on, I want you guys to get the full experience, get the full amount of information and really get into my guest. Because think about it like this. When you listen to a podcast, you always, always, always hear the podcaster or anybody on a podcast talk about other people. They never get to talk about themselves. They never get to. And that's what my podcasts do. It gives people a voice. So check out the first episode. Lend us your ears. And enough about that. For you guys who have heard the first episode, y'all already know my name is Jazz Like the Music. I am the host. And you can also call me Lil Mubba, whichever one you prefer. Lil Mubba is my Instagram name. So you guys can follow me, write me message me about literally anything and that's l-i-l dot m-u-v-a and so anything you guys ever want to like message me about if y'all want to hear anything or certain topics or anything you know my favorite thing to say which is honestly like a staple at this point is that there's no such thing as a stranger. There's no such thing in my world. We're all friends. And with that being said, my friends, if you have someone who can benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Send them the link. If you have somebody who can, you know, really learn about themselves through this or express yourself or just listen from a different point of view share with them or if you want while you're listening to this podcast screenshot it you can tag me or my guest we will appreciate it we just want to know that you're listening with us you hear us and we hear you because y'all know my podcast is available on all platforms so before I keep going on about myself this second part of this episode is so interesting I left you guys with a cliffhanger last week because the guest that I have is the jack of all trades. There's so much to talk about. But 
we're switching focus here. We're switching the narrative. No, not narrative. We're switching the, the topic. We're really about to get into it. And we're dealing with somebody who's an activist. A strong activist who stands for what he believes in and what we believe in. So now we get to get, understand the pain and experience of a protest. We can see how my guest, C. Grimy, got the city to block off streets. And we influence other cities during the 2020, during the Black Lives Matter protest. But I wanna, I don't wanna give too much away. I want my guest to talk all about himself. So let's just get into it. All right, y'all, like I was saying, like I previously said before, this man is the jack of all trades. He's an artist, he's an activist, and like he just do so much stuff. It's almost, like I said, disrespectful just to name the ones that he do. So I just really want to get into like the activist feel of it. And before you even get into that, I want to know how you got the community to love and gain trust from you, because that's hard. Yeah, when you when you talk about being a jack of all trades, I just do what I can do when I can do it. And I do it like I'm doing it for for myself and for for the ancestors. But you know, I got into the I got into activism or community organizing, whatever you want to call it, because I just seen a need for it. You know what I mean? I didn't see I felt like I didn't see a lot of young black men pouring into the community like I seen some of the ancestors from doing research, you know, like the uh, Martin Luther King Southern People's Movement or, or the the Fruit of Islam Brothers in New York or the Black Panthers, you know, and, and other small, uh, less known organizing groups. And, you know, I just wanted to be the change that I wanted to see. So, you know, you can't ask for change if you don't try to participate and be in that change. And Gaining the trust of the community just happened from doing the work, you know, uh, for just for an anecdotal expression, you know, just the old lady needs a fence built in her yard, build the fence, you know, find a way to raise the money to get the materials, do the labor and, you know, cut, cut granny and them grass in the neighborhood, you know, the old mothers, the elders, you know what I mean? You know, just just doing the work and uh, being able to be a bridge to certain, you know, uh, uh, access, being a bridge to from the community to City Hall, from the community to, say, the police department, from the community to different resources, you know, so just just doing the work. You know, some people want to be revered as an activist because of their smarts, because of what they say, what they have. But it's all about, you know, planting yourself in the community, whether that be on a small or large scale and just doing the work, digging in and being part of the solution for the disparities that you see. I think that's why I find you so amazing. And y'all, I've told this man he's amazing probably like 
30 plus times. And it's only because it's it's a it's an admiration point of view. It's ridiculous. Well, I appreciate that from amazing people. When you get told you're amazing from amazing people. Good, thank you. Because like, listen to this. And one of the reasons why I it is the list goes on. Like I can do a whole episode about the list of why I think he's amazing. But one of the few is because the community. Before he got on here, y'all, he has such a big community. And it's not because he like goes around this and that. He does what he says. He does what he needs to do for the community. And to before I even talk about him, the reason why I love community so much, Jennifer Pasloff, right? Who the person I keep telling you about, the person who keeps changing my life. You want to know why I got into this whole yoga thing, everything like that. The reason why is because I read her book. Cool. And I didn't remember I told you I was not going to tell you about her life because I feel like it's disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things, when I say one, one of the things about her, she's deaf. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and she's a yoga instructor. So one of her one of her things she do during her classes is she does an intimacy like approach, which she has a different word for it. But it's like you look in each other's eyes for two minutes. Don't say nothing, whatever, because it's so hard to get human eye contact nowadays. Where when I look at somebody in their eyes, they feel like it's 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 like more than what it is. It's like no, we should. Why would I not pay my whole heart heart like all my attention to you? Word. And that's how she do because one, she has to read your lips, but at the same time, oh, wow. she wants to pay attention to you. So well, that now you got me feeling like an asshole because I got my glasses on. No, 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 no. But with that being said, think about when the COVID hit. Word. Mask. She was wild. Think about with her wow. with mask. How can she read your lips? Mm. So I randomly thought about her because this woman impacted my life in 2018. Is she still living? Yes. It's 2022. I looked at her last year and I was just like, "What? what's going on with my girl? What's going on? Wow. Did you reach out Twitter or anything? That's the thing. I did reach out. Sometimes she do reach out because she has been like, she likes my yoga pictures, which I love her for that. I love you so much, so much. But she hasn't wrote my Instagram messages yet, only because I feel like she's so busy. But the reason why I talk about community is because of this, right? So my girl, Jen, deaf. And keep in mind, her main source of income is her book and her yoga classes, right? So what she's doing COVID hit. She can't touch yeah. people. She can't whatever. She can't be in your face. I feel that. Read it or nothing. So what she said online, on live, she said, y'all, I can't do nothing. Wow. But I need to know who needs food. Who needs water? Yeah. Let me know who needs it. And what she said after that blew my fucking mind. She said, I can't help you. I can't. But y'all, each other, us, we can help each other. We yeah. can help each other. And when she did that, it made me cry tears of joy because I was like, you know what? I want a community online, even in person, but I want a community online who trusts me so much, my word, that if I tell you, hey, this person needs help you do it, even if I can't do it myself, trust me because I would never steer you wrong. I will show you your superpower. And that means helping other people. That's what I want to do. If that means reflecting, that's what I want to do. Most definitely. We often get jaded by the negativity as well social media but in 2020 2021 we've seen how you know social media and connecting on the internet can still be a positive in a lot of ways so that was that was dope that was dope 
that's that's why like I really want to know how you got that community behind you because you don't realize like when you're doing something you don't see what the effect you have on the people uh, on other people excuse me whatever yeah. but you don't see what you see what you do to other people yeah. and until so people give you that you know reassurance or exactly. whatever like that so that's why I'm so big on my words and my word choices so I can let you know you are a big deal in this community Appreciate just like that. she is because like any other time I'm not gonna lie to you anybody else on my Instagram would have told me send some money uh no she told me I'm gonna send some money I don't yes. even I don't even know who I sent money to I cannot put no Instagram post of me sending money to a homeless person I don't know who I sent money to but I know I did something because I trust her and I know whoever I did help was help because I trust her and I want to be that same impact and I feel like you're the same impact in Chattanooga and you don't realize that appreciate that you know in the midst of doing what I do especially when it's something that would be considered communal you know what I mean I just do it because love I love black people I love Chattanooga and I love being able to be a blessing, man, whatever that looks like. Uh, so, yeah, but it's, it's really cool when somebody's like, yo, see Grammy, thanks, and keep doing you and the support. So, okay. I don't know if this is a combined question uh-huh. or two different questions. So, you answer it how you need to, right? Cool. We can't breathe out you. That work. And the MLK, I mean, not the MLK King, um, Black Lives Matter. Uh-huh. Does that go hand in hand, or is that two separate things? Hold on, say that again. Say that again. So you got a website called We Can't Breathe Without You. How did that come about? Uh, uh, I can't breathe without them. Yes. I can't, I can't breathe C H A. Yeah. Uh, I put it cha, but cha, yeah, yeah, cha. But that's C H A. Just the uh, the Cat city, the, air, the yeah, the, the airport code. But uh, you know, uh, and then that was the first part. What was the second part? I was saying, how did you get into like the community doing the uh? On Emma King, the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I didn't know if that was like hand in hand. Yeah, so that's an interesting story, actually. And I so so. Damn, this is a now this is an interesting story, and I haven't haven't told this on on live. It's exclusive. Yes. So, twenty twenty, we're all quarantining. uh, At the time, my February, my godmom passes. And uh, so, boom, my godmom passes. We go into quarantine in March. And then we find out about, uh, I think it was Breonna Taylor incident happened first. And then Ahmaud Aubrey happened next. And so at that time, I'm like, look, uh, I don't want to, I know people call me for community organizing, but I don't want to march and protest. Let's organize as people and get some shit done you know what i mean i was just a lot of anger and rage from the the, the compound trauma from those incidents those national incidents dealing with the pandemic and what black people deal with every day in this country so then uh george floyd happens so, yes, I'm and I believe lie. that was, I don't remember the day, May 25th that happened, right? It's, either, it's either that one or Brianna May 20, that gave me chills. Both, all of them, all of them give me chills, but I remember the day, May 25th, it happens, I seen the video, I hear about it on social media, I see the video next day, I believe, in, in uh, Minnesota, 
protest starts, then it starts spreading nationally. I believe two days after is national, so two or three days after, uh, let's say the 29th of May, it's protest and chat. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of young people out there expressing their disdain for not only what happened to, to Brother Floyd, but the oppression that they're feeling right here in Chattanooga. So I just go out there to support, support my black people out here voicing their opinion. And let me tell you, it was motherfucking wild. The sheriff department was out there with shotguns, with uh. They had live shotguns. I hope they had the shotguns with the with the bay bags, but I'm not sure. And they had the tear gas. Can I tell you something real quick? Go ahead. Okay, so it's it's so interesting, like even talking to a like a, a actual real activist. In my opinion, you're a real activist. I like appreciate it's that. it's like an emphasis. You need to underline it and you need to bold it. Thank you. There's no way you can say it any other way. So I want to be honest with you, okay? Mm-hmm. The first, like, when it comes to me, I'll sign a petition. Uh-huh. I'll donate. I'll volunteer my hours. Yeah. My first ever protest, and it, I'm not gonna lie to you. At first, I was like, I was scared to tell you about this because I was like, this man is an activist. But I was like, I want to, I want him to hear my experience so we can be real on this podcast about it. Wow, I'm interested. And so, you want to know my first po- my first protest was where. A couple weeks ago when it was banned off our bodies because you want to know look and i and i want everybody to understand this before i say this i think savannah uh organized that uh protest i'm pretty sure i know who she is because she she was with Shout the out to her. yes she's and, a, uh, she she uh i appreciate her even in her whiteness she reached out to me as an activist for guidance so good job with that with that protest and that that demonstration her voice was uh, she she commanded the fucking like area not gonna lie to you and so like that was my first actual going out and making a sign i'm gonna stand out kind of thing right and the reason why i went out there is because one of my homegirls which i love her for this oh uh she's white caucasian Mm -hmm. but one thing about her she knows like when it comes to certain like stuff about politics hey let me tell jazz about but when it comes to something I don't want to know about, when it comes to, you know, mm-hmm. she she keeps the way. But she knows about me when it comes to my body and when it comes to my choice. She know, hey, let me text Jazz about this. So she texted me and said, hey, I'm going to let you know. They're trying to ban this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. come on, let's go out there. We got to go out there to Miller Park. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Made my sign and everything like that. Keep in mind, my friend, is she's white. Mm-hmm. I'm black. Mm-hmm. Her brother went out there. He's white. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and keep in mind, I'm I'm a passionate person, so I'm feeling this. I'm like, no, because I don't I don't want personally, I don't want any kids. Okay. I don't have anything against kids, but I just don't want none for myself. Okay. So I'm like, I don't want anybody to tell me you have to have it. So with this cause, I'm passionate. Go out there with my son. I started seeing police. Mm. I'm like, oh my God. Which, keep in mind, they weren't close. They were maybe the street over. Mm-hmm. But it started being a realization mm. where I'm like, I'm black. Mm. They're white. Mm. Oh my God. I might go to jail today. Mm-hmm. 
And then what's so crazy? I stay out there for a couple of hours, right? When I, after I leave, because I signed up for like the, you know, the text programs and everything like that. I leave and they send me another text. I, ca I can't remember what it said. And then I clicked on the actual link. Yeah. When I clicked on the link, it was saying that just like the, hey, these are precautions before you go to the protest. I didn't see this before I went. Oh, uh, okay. Turn your phone on airplane mode, this and that. Though. And I was just like, it was like this moment. Yeah. And it was like, I'm really fighting for something I thought most definitely was supposed to be normal. Most definitely was something and, that something that should be normal, something that you think is, is and human right. And I swear, word up. Okay, so put it like this, and you gonna understand when I say it. I'm gonna put it in the most. I'm gonna put it in the ladder. So at the bottom, think about it. Not not when I say the bottom, I don't mean in the bottom because us women, I'm a woman myself. Mm -hmm. I will put myself at the top no matter what. But I'm saying it in a general sense so we can understand the the anxiety i felt so this moment i'm telling you about is just the anxiety i felt it's not about the ladder of life or the ladder of anybody's like situation or anything like that i just want to do that side note okay but the ladder i felt was i went out there i was like okay i'm a woman oh my god i'm a woman out here so while i was out there it was a couple women arguing with men mm. about their rights mm. it was like why are you doing this and i'm like oh my god mm. it's wild I'm sitting here like, all right, they're arguing with white male women. Imagine if they're arguing with me. So I'm I'm quiet. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I was quiet because I'm like that's as well, long you know, as that's a that's a new it's a new organizing group. So it's some stuff that you gotta have in place. It's some luckily I've been doing this for over a decade. So it was some things in our protest uh we had in place, but uh not to cut you off. No, keep going, please. I need to know. So before we even got there, you know, like I said, I was I was just coming to support the protests of the young people, and and people, especially black people, who were voicing their concerns for Mr. Floyd, and and what was what's going on right here in Chattanooga, Hamilton County, and it was wild. Law enforcement was crazy out there, and it was it was people with baby strollers and babies and young folks, and you know. The trigger happy sheriff's office blasted tear gas in the motherfucker. Shit went wild. People got arrested. It was just, and it was police aggression as usual for no reason. So, you know, protests went on. I stayed for a couple hours until after after dusk, till 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 dark. I dipped out, but protests went on till early in the in the wee hours of the morning. Yes. Um Many were arrested. Uh, I believe the National Guard, you know, uh, ended up getting called in either that day or the next day. So there's two days of protest. There, there's 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 another day of protest, but in between that day of protest, that morning, some young folks from the community and some organizers in two different calls called me, and they're like, "See, grimy." You know, what I mean, we want some advice because we know you've been organizing in the community and, you know, demonstrations for a minute. Mm -hmm. They like, we fucking sick of this shit, how they treating us in Chattanooga and Hamilton County. We about to burn some shit down. Yeah. We about to fuck some shit up. They were looting everywhere else. They were looting everywhere else. Yeah. You know, Chattanooga stayed peaceful until the very last day of protests. Yeah. Uh, but they called me with these sentiments and I'm like, hold up. If you do this, when, when, 
when nothing was happening, people were singing songs and holding signs. The sheriff's office is blasting uh, tear gas and shit. So if we start, if we actually start moving with aggression, and uh, in my blackness, in my I would almost say Pan Africanism, I do believe at some point we're gonna have to knuckle up and meet aggression with aggression. Okay. But I didn't want to see any any young black people going to jail or even worse, getting injured or killed. So I agreed to meet up with the young people and organize protests that would be not only uh, demonstrative, get our point across, innovative and cultural, mm-hmm. but peaceful. And in the, in the spirit of Brother X, don't fuck with us or we're going to fuck with you, but in the spirit of Martin Luther King, we want to have a peaceful demonstration to get the point across. We are people of love. It's an and. And we need. Not or. And. And. Okay. And in the spirit. Okay. Uh, that we are people of love and we just want equal protection under the law. And and so, you know, I, that's how I got into demonstrating and, and or leading those organ those protests with my sister, Marie Mott. So can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. And this is like a completely random question, but I want to know your opinion on this. And mm-hmm. I might be reaching. Mm-hmm. You remember how I tell you about projection? Projection. So, with when it comes to the black community. Community. Do you feel like, when it comes, okay, so you know what projection is. It's like what I feel inside myself is basically kind of what I see inside you. Yes. Okay. Do you feel like, could be reaching, correct me if I'm wrong, when it comes to white people or any other race when it comes to black people versus black people do you feel like they're projecting because if i'm a white cop if i'm dangerous i'm gonna project and see that you're dangerous so i'm gonna try to do something about it or what do you feel well i think to that point you know blackness is it aggressiveness approach what is it well i think blackness has been weaponized has been demonized in this country since we were brought over here in 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 chains and then you can look at early depictions of media and how they try to portray black people especially the black man as aggressive sexually aggressive conniving uh violent you know, uh, at, at at the same time, being all of the carnage and blood that white people had on their hands, you know, which we are nowhere near as it's nowhere near the, ca- the casualties. Yes, no. what, but uh, with that being said, even with the holidays, with that being said, then we look at on that coin side of the coin. Then we look at law enforcement itself from its inception, what it came from, and to what it evolved to be local law enforcement sheriff's office and city police departments were really beefed up after the emancipation where black people were getting rounded up for petty crimes think about it when a few years after blacks are freed in america law enforcement starts enforcing petty crimes like vagrancy loitering soliciting if you don't have a job uh uh, you got to go to jail if you if you don't have a curfew and what that did was let them create a new slavery system. I encourage all my people to look, uh, it's a documentary and a book. The documentary is an easy watch. Slavery by Another Name. Slavery by Another Name. And it shows you how slavery almost legally existed until the 19, up until the 1950s. 
there's American, black American slaves in America without, with, with white people moving with impunity past the 1950s. Uh, but me, I, I said that to say, let me finish this point before I forget. I, let, I said, I said that to say that you asked about the law enforcement and the aggression. It's, it's a culture. It's a culture inside law enforcement agencies across America to meet citizens with aggression instead of uh, de-escalation. Yeah, what to that point. Ooh, so let me ask this question real quick. All right, so let me ask this question real quick. So from the protests, what is your opinion and what's your experience? Because I know it was crazy. It was definitely crazy. Most definitely crazy. Uh, it, it gives you a glimpse of what the ancestors went through trying to demand equal protection under the Constitution, under the, the laws in the in the country, in the states, in the cities that they lived in. It uh, It really gave me an appreciation for you know, what our ancestors went through at a time of even less inclusion and, and, and exception as a as black skin, uh, you know, gave me a, a sense of who's real, who's fake, uh, gave me a sense of who's really trying to hold on to white supremacy and, 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 and operating white privilege. So uh, did you ever, not to interrupt, I'm sorry. No problem at no. all. Did you ever feel that moment, like I felt of, you started analyzing your surroundings like oh my god i'm black oh my god it's police oh my god is this or whatever yeah most definitely uh i want to say it was the third or fourth night and the national guard came in with shields and and, and helmets and shit. and i was like what the fuck? we in miller park singing songs and shit, uh chanting you know what i mean marching around downtown Mostly, uh, we did. We did take. We took over the streets. We took over the streets and stopped traffic. The but National Guard. The National Guard. It was. It was Chattanooga City Police, Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, and the National Guard. You know, uh, downtown, the sheriff's office was mainly near county property. Uh, but yeah, the third, fourth, and fifth, the early, early on, National Guard and. Uh, it was wild. It was wild. So that was one really a surreal moment. Like, you know, little old me and my homies are just trying to organize to get some inclusion in local and, and city and county government. And they sent the motherfucking state national guard out here to try to shut us up. So it was really surreal on how white people will go to the super of extremes to protect yes. white supremacy and white privilege instead of sitting down at the table with with smart intelligent young black people and talk it out and talk it out they send uh militarized forces you know not even i don't know why and this is completely off subject you probably don't even know anything about this i seen it on youtube but i literally seen and i might not be saying this completely right so excuse me if i'm not but I remember seeing something on YouTube or something like that, where America or you know white people or whatever took some type of 
ancestral artifact from um, like Africa or something like that mm -hmm. and sold it through an auction for like a museum for mm -hmm. like, you know, and like the Africans there were like literally yelling or whatever like that. Yeah. And so you kind of get an idea oh, of what yeah. I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most most of the natural resources in the motherland have been colonized and stolen by white people. Uh, most of the artifacts that you see in a, in a museum, museum I didn't, have uh, been stolen in some form or fashion. And at this point, when we can trace the lineages of, of where shit comes from, give the resources back to the original people or somewhere, some down the line in their lineage that they can benefit off of this shit that shouldn't be sitting in a museum where white people are getting money off of stolen shit. So, but I know we, we've seen, we've seen this all through uh, modern history uh, with, with oh, white colonizers, you know, so uh, we got to, now that we're more cognitive of it, we got to be conscious of where we spend our little dollars. And when we demand people to have fair and uh, equal market share and protection, you know what I mean? It's so crazy because I swear to you, like, I was thinking when I seen a video because I'm an artsy girl, I'm a creative girl. I love, you know, I love art because I create it. I love looking at it. I love knowing why you did it, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. It's more of why than that finished product, to be honest with you. But once I seen that video, I started thinking because I was like, oh my god, it's no telling how many pieces I look at that. And we all know about the ancestral curse and everything like that. Yeah. And I'm up here like, it's not, it's not no, it's, it's a lot of pieces I probably see that should not be here that probably need to be cursing these people around here who hmm. took this. And it's oh, most definitely. And uh, it's Chattanooga crazy. has a big history of <sighs> oppression still, and 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 you know, just like we was talking about in the behind the scenes episode. You guys need to check that out. If oh. um, you want to check the link in my bio. Just like yeah. the uh, the oppression with the Reed House. Exactly. We said we were going to bring that up. You know, they... they Talk about it. They please. refuse to be on, be listed as on MLK Boulevard. So they changed their main entrance. So they would be on Broad Street because that's how much they refused to... You didn't even know that part, did you? No! Yeah, not, not, not to mention that they have uh, slave workers and that, that, that Reed House comes from I knew about money. the slave workers, but I didn't know they about had, yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that, that, that money, the Reed House money comes from slavery. Yeah. Uh, they paid low-wage workers all the way up until today. And, yeah. you know, in the, in the 80s, when our, our, our elders were pushing for Chattanooga to have uh, MLK Boulevard, when the, what we now know as MLK changed, their main interest was on MLK, where they have ballet, and that's their that was their main interest. Hey. But they switched it to the Broad Street side because they refused to have their address as Martin Luther King Boulevard. You know what I mean? So I'm so mind blown, a, and that's and, one of the original buildings here in Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga is, is is full of rich history when it comes to civil rights. The first Dang, high school led sit in. High school kids from Howard, uh, which uh, Reverend Ann Pierre, who is now the leader of the local NAACP chapter, was one of the organizers with that. That was the first sit-in by high school students in the South. Uh, the the guy who invented the phrase uh, Black Power is from Chattanooga. Uh, of course, we know. Uh, Stop. Yeah, of course, we know the impressions are from Chattanooga and, and Bessie Smith who is the princess of jazz and jazz soul. music we love um, her 
and 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 Ninth Street, which is now MLK, was like as Chattanooga is today. It was a passing through ground that you had to come in, and it's like a market tester, Satchmo. Uh, all of the greats in that era came through here and rocked out on Ninth Street. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a very rich history. I encourage anybody to take the walking tour. Uh, brought to you by Caleb, my man Michael Gillard, uh, and them. I'm I'm actually training to take the walking tour. It's a history tour downtown with a bunch of historical facts. Uh, shout out to Shane Morrow and everybody that does those those tours. Uh, but yeah, Chattanooga is full of, of, of rich, so, rich history. It's so much history, and it's like it depends how you want to, you know. Most definitely. But you need to know everything. It's you not like just taking like with a grain of salt or nothing. You need to know everything. That's another. I actually was blessed to teach a a, a, a class to teenagers on Chattanooga history one summer. So oh that's another episode we can go down the rabbit hole on. But uh, I wanted yes. to go back and answer the question about the mural on MLK. Yes. and how that came about Please. so in the midst of the protests uh as that was going on nationally uh I, washington dc i think was the first people to do that to, to take over and put black lives matter on the street and i said i want to do that for chattanooga so we organized around it we tried to go you know the the legal route you know and get involved with the city of chattanooga public arts department in that way, but they didn't want to fuck with us. So we told the city we gonna don't we'll either get five hundred people to block the road while we paint this and let it dry, or y'all gonna fuck with us and help us block these streets off. And oh my god. So for twenty that's the only thing the city did. For twenty four hours they they gave us some uh some uh dump trucks to block the road while the paint dried. And uh the artist seven is the original artist. Um, and we are the the first southeastern uh, city, state, whatever, to put a Black Lives Matter mural up in that in that moment during during those twenty twenty protests. And we were the inspiration oh for Knoxville and Nashville to do it. You know, the organizers from Knoxville asked me to help them <clears throat> organize uh, via virtually. It, it was lit. It was oh, lit, and uh, it was very challenging. White people didn't want that shit to happen. Yeah, because uh, I, I remember seeing the news. People like, not even not here. Yeah, but I remember seeing news, and it probably wasn't even the same time period or anything like that. But like, get mad at us celebrating our black history, yeah. like Black Lives Matter, throwing paint on stuff that we exactly. put on there or whatever. So for you to be able to exactly. orchestrate, y'all don't realize he draws a community. And that is why he is such an important person. And even, not even Chattanooga, because I don't want to limit it. And this whole series is a four, two, three chat. This is me series, where it's like we're gonna like put a spotlight on people who are in Chattanooga Appreciate who's that. really, really doing big things. Speaking of which, we need to revamp it. So we need to raise about four G's uh-huh. so we can redo the uh, mural, make it more permanent, uh, and uh, touch touch up the where it's fading at. You know what I mean? Because you know it gets. It's drove on, so every couple of years we gotta we gotta touch it up, man. We so, need to do, it. especially our art people. Yeah. Like where we at? Where we we, at? we we always have to paint while your paint getting crusty. Let's go ahead and just like paint the place. Like we're here for each other. We're a union. We're a community, and we got somebody like him who's a leader who knows our mission. And even if we're confused, we have somebody who can lead us to the way. Because sometimes we want to do it, but we're scared to be led on the way. We're scared to like be like, hey, I want to do it. But it's easy for us to like 
you know, support somebody, reassure somebody. And we all got talents. We all got something to bring to the table. We all do. You don't like, have to be like me and be in front of the, the camera or, or in front of the group, but you could be the person who ad lib, yeah, or you could be the person who you could be the person making sandwiches in the back. You could exactly. Be the, you could be the person. You could be the water sure girl. Got, exactly, exactly. It could be anything, but when it comes to community mm -hmm. union or anything like that, that is what C Grimy is really trying to like bring about. And it's crazy because the amount of impact he's brought into the community is almost like trying to compare you can't compare two things to each other and that is the thing about it he is a tortoise and he is a hare he's patient but he's still running race he's fast but he is still patient he's still going to analyze so he's the best of both worlds and it's like people like him are important when it comes to the community and environment and everything like that because he tapped into everybody's personality whether it's like you're a calm person all right we need a loud person all right cool or whether you're a um, loud person, all right, he could be the calm person. Or whether or not you want a drawer, all right, you could be the outliner. He's going to be that person who helps you. He compliments your style. And that's why it's important. And it's not just a Black Lives Matter moment. It's about just being a person, being yeah. a human. And it's like, as a Black person, we don't feel that way. Everybody so, gets affected by oppression. And when Black exactly. people are everybody wins. And it's like... He's not even, he's for black people for sure, because we are, in my opinion, in his, in your opinion too, correct me if I'm wrong, we're the lowest on the ladder. So we're trying to help each other and everything like that. Exactly. So it's like with him, he's just trying to make it work. He's just trying to help the community. And what can we do besides support the community and help and reassure and do what we can? So before we end this episode, do you have anybody you want to shout out, shout out yourself, do anything like that? Shout out all my loves, man. Shout out my folks. Uh, shout out everybody who supports, everybody who works behind the scenes and volunteers their time. Uh, shout out to the hip hop culture in chat. Uh, shout out to I Can't Breathe Child. Shout out Marie Mont for District 8. District 8. Let's go. Uh, shout out to. She'll be in the show notes, by the way, as well. <laughs> Yes, 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 most definitely. Definitely, and uh, C. Grimy will definitely be in the show notes. I would definitely have his website in the show notes as well. Yes. Anybody else you want to shout out? Uh, follow me on Instagram, C-G-R-I-M-E-Y-423. Uh, that handle pretty much everywhere. And uh, if you don't do anything, man, register to vote if you can. And be a blessing to somebody. Be a hand up. Please, because one thing I've learned in life, just like C. Grimy, this See, Grammy, see, Grimy just said, sorry, words are like hard. English is hard. But just that third glass of wine. Exactly. Third it, glass of wine. <laughs> but um, see, Grimy said, be a blessing to somebody. And one of the most important things I've learned is your words have the empower to impact somebody. So do you want it to be a good impact or a bad impact? That's just the most important thing you can do. You can literally be a blessing to somebody because, in my opinion, Blessings are other people. Yes, uh, the universe, God, or anybody else can do anything, but is it not coming through another person? So thank that person, be beautiful to that person, and spread love and spread yourself. And with that being said, enjoy your day. Thank you so much.